0: So we're nearing the end of our creative series right now we are joined by tyshawn who artistically goes by type Perception. welcome to the show how are you
1: i am great thank you so much for having me
0: absolutely no problem so just take a moment to introduce yourself to the audience okay
1: well my name is tyshawn Jamison. i'm from brooklyn new york i am a actor writer director and the ceo of type perception productions i'm a black creator I'm a son, a brother, an uncle, et cetera. I'm relatable. I'm not scared to feel vulnerable or unsure. I've never been to film school. Everything been self-taught. I do take classes here and there and working along with other talent, trying to strengthen my craft. Um, I do a lot of in-depth research. One of the reasons why I created Thai Perception is to shed light on the underdogs who are the hidden who are really the hidden gems? I am a full time artist, but I am also a full time employee at New York Presbyterian Hospital, Wild Cornell. I know the struggle when it comes to balance work and your craft. So, a few may know and a few may not know that struggle, but it, it can be really, really challenging. So, I just want everybody to know that I'm just Ty, uh, I'm just Ty Perception, a creator who wanna just create and, um, share with the world, Um, the only thing I can say is sometimes all I have is my word and as a man that means a lot to me. Um, And behind my words are my actions. So after this great interview, the only thing I ask is if you see for yourself.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. And I definitely think there's people out there who can relate. I know that I can. Um, I work full time in addition to all of my creative pursuits, so there's definitely people who can relate to both of us and you mentioned that you like to do your research and that leads us into our next question. So you believe that everyone should educate themselves about the field they want to be involved in and that's a solid point. Definitely something people should do. So I just want to take a moment to tap into that. So there are many people who want to be a director, an actor, or a writer. So my question to you is threefold. What tips do you have for someone who wants to be a director, an actor, or a writer?
1: Hmm. That's a great question. Um, one of the key points, and you know, we can say this over and over, is definitely do your research um, to figure out exactly if you truly want to do certain a certain thing in the craft. I would say shadow a director is one of the second most important things because um, to be on set and to have someone really show you the ropes and to see it done and to learn and trial and error at that moment is key um take as many classes as you can um, watch as many films as you can to understand the format and the creativity of the film um know your angles and your shots and your lighting and most of all as a director it is key to develop a relationship with the talent selected in your um project
0: thank you this show does not shy away from tough or hard conversations. I don't do that in my personal segments, and I often try not to do so with my guests. So I viewed your trailer for Discord. Aesthetically, I loved it. I thought it was shot beautifully. In terms of content, it brought forth strong emotions and thoughts. However, I saw this as a great opportunity for dialogue. So there seems to be some things that not only emotional and a relationship discord, but also shades of abuse and violence. So in relation to this, there are two sides to the argument on so one side they're tired of seeing violence and what they perceive as negative black portrayals and they want to see more joy and they want to see us represent in inspirational and uplifting ways and the other side of the argument they pose that this is a very real aspect of our lives and thus it deserves to be represented in our art so the question i pose to you again is twofold where do you stand on this debate and what made you go in this direction creatively
1: oh that's a really really good question um I've been asked this before too, which is um great. Um, I understand why people feel that way, but that does not exclude the story um from being told. It's someone's story. Abuse and violence um does not only happen in a black community. We all know that. Um anyone can watch this project and um see themselves in this film, that's if they are in this particular situation. It's Yes, it's shot from a Black perspective. I am a Black man telling a story. That's about it. But the story should be told. Um, what I hope to get out of it um, from, you know, from the audience is from someone seeing a film, regardless if it's the abuser or the one being abused, to know that, you know, this is not right or um, I need to get help or, you know, I need to leave the situation. Um, because, you know, love can be blinding, but sometimes we kind of miscrued love, um, which have us stand in a situation where we shouldn't stay in. Um, But I totally understand where um, people will feel like that. Um, At times, I do feel like that, but at the same time, I I still keep in consideration Mm -hmm. the fact that the stories still have to be told. There's still people going through this and like, this is a part of their life. And I'm um, like, if this can be a wake-up call, then why not be a part of that?
0: Absolutely. I agree with you. And if you didn't know, the audience does, but I'm a Libra. So I am the zodiac sign that is about balance. So I see both sides of the argument. I mean, I get that, you know, thinking like slave movies and things of that nature, people are tired of saying that. And I get it. There's more to our history. We were more than just slaves before that and after that. So I get that but again to speaking to those things we need to have our stories told in all facets yes. so like what you were saying yeah these are people's real life experiences and right. i want to pull from michaela cole her show um i may destroy you yes. it's a show that's difficult it is hard to watch yes. but it's something that people relate to it is something that they've experienced it's something that i relate to and right. so again like sometimes these stories are hard sometimes they're difficult sometimes they're not positive but life isn't wholly positive life isn't perfect in sunshine and rainbows so right. we need to have all of those stories told no matter how dark and I think what's beautiful about your work is that you're doing it in a way that might encourage someone to get help and that's a huge theme of my show especially when it comes to like mental health and things of that nature that's I'm very, very yes yes I'm very that's you know a huge proponent of good mental health and keeping that in balance and keeping that right and going to therapy so I definitely see your point and I definitely agree and again it's you know it's a good like and it's kind of a catch-22 really because you're kind of damned if you do damned if you don't kind of way but I think that both sides make a valid point because you also do want to see that point where we are seeing ourselves in love stories like the photograph with Issa Rae you want to see those stories you yes. want to see us in more positive light and more uplifting films. And that's something that people loved about Chadwick Boseman. May he rest in peace in heaven. Yes. That he took all the that just highlighted positive aspects from, you know, Jackie Robinson and Thurgood Marshall to of course, Black Panther. Black Panther. So again, it's a both sides issue. And this time both sides make great arguments. So yes. this movie, yeah, for sure. So just moving forward. So something else I want to highlight The relationship between Black men and women. So I can say right now that tensions may be a bit high and Black women they feel disrespected and unprotected and this goes back to not just the words of Malcolm X but they can also be traced in a more modern fashion to the lessened public outcry and the overall handling of many brutality cases like that Breonna Taylor and Atatiana Jefferson because black women as well, we also face disproportionate rates of police brutality and we often get that same national outcry um, like those like George Floyd might get, which he absolutely deserved, don't get me wrong. Um, And then, yeah. And then also just in terms of brutality, police brutality for us often extends into the term of sexual assault and rape by officers. So yeah, there's so many different things and then it also has deeper roots from like everyday, you know, mistreatment, abuse, different things of that nature. There was even a video on social media where a black father stood up on top of a car to protect himself from a dog versus his daughter. Wow. So yeah, I know, right? I that
1: one.
0: <laughs> yeah. So.
1: It's yeah, not cool. Um... Yeah.
0: So you know. To be completely transparent, when I first watched the trailer for Discord, I felt those issues and concerns flare up again within me, but, and I, won't, I want to note this for the audience, it was just a one-minute trailer, so I did not see the whole thing, it was just off a trailer, and I want to point that out. And then I also want to point out, this is a great opportunity for discussion, and so I know I've said a lot so far, so I just want to ask you, Tyshawn, are there any points of contention, any points that you like to make?
1: Um, yes, definitely. The first, the first thing I want to say is it saddens me that some women do feel like, you know, they're not protected or even valued. Um, it, it really, really, really bothers me. Um, I can only answer your question from my perspective as a black man and a protector. I was raised that way. Um, and the problem, it starts from home. Um, a lot of these homes are fatherless, some are even motherless, um, and the fathers that are around are not even man enough to pick up and take on the role that they help start. Um, the guy standing on top of the car leaving his daughter, I can't speak on his behalf, but I will say he should be ashamed of himself. Um, the only disagreement that I can make is that all Black men are not in that category. Um, one apple does not spoil the whole tree um i'm a i i, I grew up pre- being a protector um i was raised to walk on the outside of the street to protect um whoever i'm walking with from a car you know like this is just how i was raised um but i can totally understand why women would feel that way and just we just, just as men we just got to do better and um We have to um, respect women more Um, and it starts with the home. Like we need to start repairing and finding ways to like really fix the rooted issue. If we can get to the rooted issue, we can start destroying these generational curses. And that's just, you know, my belief. And I really hope I was able to answer that question the best way I can. Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you. Um, Just a few points to what you're saying. Absolutely, by no means am I trying to categorize all Black men in a villainous or evil way. And I definitely do not think that all Black men, you know, aren't protecting Black women. Um, But it is important to highlight these moments and these instances. And again, just our very real truth that is out here. And then I also agree with you saying that, you know, it does start at the root. It does. That's very important to explore. And I would say, yeah, it does perhaps start in the home. And I mean, you mentioned um, protecting women and walking on the outside sidewalk and different things of that nature. And, you know, absolutely. Like, I like that chivalrous nature. But then that also ties back into more patriarchal ideas. And then I think in part, that is what's at the root of the home. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes patriarchal ideals make it hard because admittedly, patriarchy in and of itself is meant to disadvantage and disenfranchise women. So with those roots being so common in so many different households and how so many grow up, it's hard to instill the proper way to protect um, and value Black women because inherently you can't under that type of system, just like with racism, you can't inherently value Black people because it's built upon their oppression or other people of color. And the same thing with homophobia and transphobia, like those right. types of things. Right. So definitely right. the roots from the home. And I believe that. And then also I would say that the roots also come from your circle, their friends the circle. around you.
1: Yes. You are yes. who you hang around. Um, as many times as um, people may say that it's definitely true. You are who you hang around. Um, even if you try to deny it, like it means basically the fact that you're around it and you know what's going on, you are saying, I agree with it which, which is big for me, which is why I always analyze my circle, um, which is why, um, you know, just a few, um, weeks ago, um, I actually was just talking to a friend and, um, he said, um, you know, my, he said him and his, his girlfriend got into an argument and like, um, it became physical. And I'm looking at him, like, what do you mean it became physical? And you know, and he just said it like it was nothing. And then we had a long talk about that. And I kind of like, you know, spoke my piece about how I felt about it and how I don't, I don't tolerate that or I don't allow that. And for him to just so willingly to say that to me, and I never knew about this. Um, it, it bothered me, which made me reanalyze my circle again and reanalyze myself. Cause I'm like, why would he think that's okay to tell me? And like, how didn't I how did I miss that? You know, so I totally agree with I told 100% agree with that part right there.
0: And even just thinking about what you just said, I wouldn't even blame you. You're like, how did I miss it? I mean, I feel like that's a question we ask ourselves in so many instances. And the thing is, it may not even be about you, it may not even be a sign that you could have seen in the beginning. I just yeah I mean I totally don't think that's it at all like you know just sometimes he might have just felt comfortable because sometimes that's normalized in our culture to be that way or for it to be a thing um yeah so it's not even a you thing a personal thing so I mean it's I mean it's good that you evaluate your circle don't get me wrong that's great I love that you evaluate your circle and that you recognize it's important who you hang with but in terms of why he felt like he could say that to you it might not even be a thing with you just how different things of socializing in society is normal or okay that that's why he felt comfortable but i just want to thank you for just taking that initiative on your own to evaluate your circle and for also holding your friends accountable right. i think that's very important and i think that's something you know again like i said black men i love y'all I always support you
2: oh we love you too queen <laughs>
0: thank you and that's i don't right. want this to come off as negative but i think other black men need to take that same thing that you do. Hold your friends accountable, evaluate your circle. So yes. I definitely fill you with your example and I thank you for it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we've talked a lot about Discord and you are so much more than that. So just yes. take a moment to highlight other creative projects for the audience.
1: Oh, definitely. Um, I, I will be launching actually, um, this is my first time um, announcing it. I will be launching my three short films, including Discord, um, on Amazon Prime um, videos. Um, I have another short film, which is Passion, which is Safe Sex, Know Your Status Awareness film. I have a third um, short film that's called um, Deception, um, which is a mental health awareness film. Um, right now, I am in a process of working on a film that's called Awake. Um, And this particular film um, is to raise awareness for kids who have to take on parenting at a young age due to the lack of a parent, regardless if it's death, drugs, neglect, whatever the situation, personal situation may be. I wanted to write on their perspective of, you know, the fact that they have to put their life on hold and become the guardian, become the protector and the provider. Um, So I'm super, 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 super excited about those. Um, and I just can't wait. I'm actually shooting next, next year. I will be going through casting, um, the end of this year. Um, and yeah, I'm just super excited about that. So just a
0: follow-up to that. So tell the audience about casting information. How can they audition?
1: Definitely. Um, so I, on my website, you can subscribe to my website. I'm always doing castings. My, um, website is ty, um, Dash Perception. P e r c e p t i o n dot com. As soon as you open the um, website, it's gonna ask you to um, subscribe with your um, your email. You can also find me on any type of social media platform. Um, type Perception one word. T y p e r c e p t i o n. Also, you can also email me. Um, same email. Tyshawn dot Tyshawn Jameson at perception.com
0: Absolutely. So I just want to take this moment and thank you for being on the show. I Thank, thank you for,
1: for having me.
0: Absolutely. And I thank you for the work that you're doing. And I also want to thank you for engaging in that discussion. I know it could be tense. I know that, you know, it could be a little tenuous to discuss, but we definitely yeah. needed that dialogue and I thank you for
1: engaging. We need it. I feel like um, we should not... Sh- stray away from hard conversations. Um, I feel like if we start talking about these hard topics and really putting action behind it, things will change. And um, thank you for having me on your show. And um, I appreciate your time. And it was really, really dope.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. And I know you hit on a lot. But before we go, is there anything else you want to leave the audience with?
1: Yes, I do. Actually, I'm so happy you um, asked that. Mm -hmm. Um, One of your questions was about directing, writing, and acting. Mm -hmm. I didn't get to answer the two tips for the writing and acting, if I can answer that right now.
0: Absolutely. Go ahead.
1: So, um, One of the tips when it comes to writing is um, writing to rewrite. It's okay to rewrite. Take your time um make sure you are creating a character driven story um what do i mean by character driven story how does a character see the world that's one question you should ask yourself as you're writing what is the character weakness the third one what is the life the character the lies the character believe um the fourth one you know um what do they want what is the cat char- what does the character learn in the film like you have it's a very Character-driven script. So once you understand the character that you're writing, it'll be really, really smooth to just finish the whole script. And as far as for um, my acting tips, I have two. Know know your character and study your character. Um, You have to become this character. You have to know. What they like, what they don't like. You gotta know what upsets them, what don't up, what makes them happy. How many siblings siblings do they have? You know, did they live with their mom or their dad? Or did they live with both? Like, you really have to create this character. And um, second one is study the craft, harness the tools that comes with the craft. And yeah, that's that's what I have for you guys.
0: Awesome, thank you. Well, that's a wrap. Everybody, stay tuned as there's much more in store after this break. Bounce Fam, we are back. We are now joined by screenwriter, actor, and producer, Tamala Baldwin. Welcome to the show.
3: Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Absolutely, and I'm happy to have you. So just jumping right on in, what would you say is the first time that you recognize your love for all things creative?
3: I would say, I mean, I've always been a creative child. Like, Mm -hmm. my mom always, you know, put me in dance classes and piano lessons. I think she noticed it really early on. And one of my fondest memories was, you know, grabbing a notebook to write my own episodes to The Cosby Show. Mm.
4: Um,
3: And so that just always stayed with me, Um, but it wasn't until later on in life that I actually had the courage to try it as an adult. But an artist is who I've been since I can remember.
0: Absolutely. And along those lines, when did you decide to fully pursue your creative passions?
3: I would say um after I got my BA and my MBA and was working in corporate America and I got a taste of what it was like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I decided, wow, I I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. There has to be more. So I would probably say I was in my my mid 20s, you know, and then I just said, okay, I'm going to try um, to see what happens. Once I got laid off during that whole 2008-2009 recession period, I took it as an opportunity to pursue my creative pursuits then.
0: Gotcha. No, I totally feel you. And so when you made that decision, were there any naysayers or any haters?
3: Well, my mom was nervous, you know, because at this point, you know, I had a full-time job. I've been living in California. And then here I am talking about, you know, <laughs> not going back to work to pursue theater you know at 20 something you know years old so my mom was definitely concerned Mm -hmm. but she gave me her support but everybody else was you know all about it i remember i would be in california and i would be at the park and people would see me randomly and be like you're supposed to be performing you should be this and those to me were little messages from god that i was ignoring and then god was like okay you're not listening so here we go
0: Oh, yes. If you are not listening, you will be
3: made to listen. (laughs) True, It's so true. Everything that was keeping me comfortable, my job, you know, I got laid off, my car engine exploded, and I was living in California by myself. So I needed my car. I had no family there. Gone. Everything was gone in seven days. And it was like, fine, God, you win. win." (laughs) Mm -hmm. My
0: favorite quote is that, they say, like, God will throw you a couple of pebbles, and then when you don't listen to those pebbles, he'll throw you a brick. So it's <laughs> so true. And okay. I got snatched hard in the head. <laughs> For sure. But no, I mean, like, of course, like, you can understand a concerned parent, but I'm glad that you had a mostly like supportive system around you. Cause I mean, yeah, like some people they'll always have something to say. So it's good that you had a support system and yeah, of course we know things can get hard, but it's worth it in the end. And along those lines, can you tell the audience just about some of your proudest accomplishments?
3: Sure. Um, Before I do, I just want to reiterate that the path of an artist can be really, 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 really hard. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been doing this for many years and sure I've had, you know, success. Like, you know, I've booked jobs theater, I've got paid work pretty early on in my career. But you know, as actors and as creatives, we wanna see our name like in lights, right? And that doesn't happen overnight. And I remember meeting acting coaches that be like, "Tamala, you just started, you have to be patient with yourself. But you have to keep knocking on the door right and so i finally decided to write my own content just to get things moving faster Mm -hmm. and one of my proudest moments now has been that my series bubbly brown sugar was picked up by a new streaming network called urban flicks and i am just i'm really 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 proud of myself about making that happen
0: awesome and just speaking of so i've been a fan from afar i heard about your show bubbly brown sugar back in july and i checked it out And I can genuinely say that I enjoyed it. And I thought the concept was incredibly unique. So this is a full circle moment for me. So just take a moment to tell the audience about your show.
3: Oh my gosh, thank you so much. You never know who's watching. So thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Um, So Bubbly, round Sugar is about these two soulmates that are meeting in their dreams, like they're having these lucid dreams. And then we see their journey um, to finding each other in real life. And the point of the show is, is multifaceted. It's to showcase, you know, Black and brown people in unconventional roles. It's also to show that we too can have our fairy tale and our happily ever after, um, which I think is something you don't readily see, like us in movies like that, where we get the fairy tale and the happy ending. Um, so that's what I, why I wrote that show and why I'm so, so passionate about it, you know?
0: Absolutely. I love it. So now I want to have a little bit of fun. So we are going to play a round of music trivia.
3: Oh boy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I want you, as well as the audience listening, to play along. So, what I'm going to do, I'm going to recite lyrics from four songs, and I want you to guess the artist and the song. Okay. I know <laughs> listen our previous guest Libby she's a reigning champ so are you ready to make a play for that throne yeah man let's go I could do it let's try all right okay we're about to shoot for it okay like I said I'm gonna delete the lyrics and then you're gonna tell me the artist name and the song name and y'all she does not have this info ahead of time so she is really in the moment just like <laughs> you right now
4: I am
0: the <laughs> yeah. so song one is up and I'm about to read the lyrics now Outside, I hear the rain on my window pane. Hold up a minute. Thought I heard your name. My mind playing tricks on me again. I hear knocks at the door. Is that my baby home? Why couldn't it be reality? Look at the clock and it says four oh three. What? Oh yeah, I'm pulling out these obscure like throwbacks like
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. You Man, I don't know. <laughs>
0: it's okay so the artist is destiny's child and song? yep it's from their last album destiny fulfilled the song is t-shirt
3: t-shirt okay the reason i didn't know that song so i, I get a pass <laughs> oh no like no
0: worries at all so like it's just i pulled these from my title mix list that it makes for me it has like eight different ones So I just pull like some of the songs from there. And this is one of my favorite Destiny Child songs, but it's like just an album cut. Like it wasn't released as a single like that. So many people don't know it. So no worries at all.
3: Okay, I'll have to like listen to it afterwards now. I've never heard that
0: one. Oh, yeah. I mean, it totally just reminds me of your show. Just like her mind playing like tricks on her. Like she's dreaming of like her soulmate being there. So I just threw that in. Just like it just reminded me of your show.
3: I love it. I love it. Cool.
0: So, song number two. You ready?
3: Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's go. You got this.
0: You got this. Okay. And I'll begin the lyrics now. What is this I see? You don't come home to me. When you don't come home to me, I can't deal, can't bear. You keep telling me lies, but to your surprise, look, I hope you're happy since you're caught out there
3: police um yeah. yay <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and the song name
3: oh Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm.
0: Ca- caught out there caught up caught yeah caught out there i literally okay. gave it to you it was in the last line of it and i didn't realize i was like oh man i just read the song name with it but no you're good you got it Police caught out <laughs> there Yeah. i actually just became aware of that song maybe like two years ago and I'm like man this is a bop like I was sleeping on Khalees (laughs) yes yes good it's good awesome Mm -hmm. all right you got a point you got a point all right you ready for song number three
3: yeah I feel motivated and confident now (laughs) all right cool good
0: all right here we go we were as one babe for a moment in time and it seemed everlasting that you will always be mine I ain't gonna cry no And I won't beg you to stay. If you're determined to leave, boy, I will not stand in your way. But inevitably, you'll be back again.
3: All right, Carrie. Always be my baby. Yep, you got it. (laughs) (laughs) I was
0: like, I'm like, I'm like, please. I'm like, I'm trying to read it and not read it. And like the melody, (laughs) it's so hard. So hard. Awesome. All right. So right now you already have the crown. We got one more song to go, but you so far have the most points. We have two points. (laughs)
3: All
0: right. Song number four, the last one. Here we go. Somehow I'm always caught in your dramatics, all in your acrobatics. You know I want the static. All this love is toxic. All these kisses and hugs is not shit. You're a damn drug. You're toxic.
3: Damn. Britney Spears?
0: (laughs) Like, I know because of all the toxic hints you would think is her, but it's not. Like, I just said totally where you're going from. I'm going to give you one more shot, but it's not Britney's toxic, though. All
4: right.
3: Hello? Yep, still here. Oh, you're waiting for me. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, All this static... Kissing, hugging. Um, I, I'm just gonna get. I'm, I'm just. I don't know, Missy Elliott. I don't know.
0: It's I don't okay. Know. So okay. So it's a recent release, maybe a year old, maybe earlier this year. I don't know. Twenty twenty has been forever at this point. Um, oh my god! Is Kalani? Oh, it's her newer song, "Toxic," off her latest drop.
3: See, I'm, I'm an old head. See, I don't know what the kids listen to these days. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. You already
0: got the crown. Like, you got Khalif, you got Mariah Carey, Always Be My Baby. Like, you still have the crown. You still won. You now set the new record. Woo! <laughs> yeah, you did it. Thank that was you for- fun. Yeah, thank you for playing.
3: Awesome. That was great.
0: So for the last few weeks, I've been doing a creative series, you know, featuring Black and Indigenous and brown creatives of all ages doing awesome work. And while we were here two more after this interview here, I just want to take a moment to say this. I've enjoyed speaking with each and every one of them, including you, Pamela. So thank you for appearing on the show.
3: Thank you for what you're doing by highlighting um, creatives. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Okay, y'all, stay tuned as we finish out the rest of our creative series. We're now joined by Chris Williams. Welcome to the show. So just take a moment to tell the audience about you.
2: My name is Christopher De'Andre Williams. I am a actor, filmmaker based in New York City. Um, I have several short films that are on different platforms, Amazon Prime, Ot Prime TV, and most recently flea lee tv you know i love food and i love life
0: (laughs) awesome i feel it so what inspired you to pursue acting
2: it was the fifth grade i got bit by the acting bug i was in the fifth grade i watched all these kids my fellow classmates perform in the hobbit and they had so much fun on stage and I was just, I was just amazed by it. And I said, you know what? I think I want to do this. And I fell into drama club and I've kept at it ever since.
0: Awesome. Sounds good. And what would you say it's been the most rewarding part of your acting career thus far?
4: Mm.
2: The most rewarding part of my acting career thus far? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a yeah that's a that's a hard one I think uh you know I I don't think I I I've gotten there yet you know Mhm. I mean it it's kind of sad to say I I don't think I've you know I don't think I've uh I don't think I've I've I mean you know I, I haven't gotten to that peak where I can say, Oh my God, this is so rewarding. Probably because I'm so broke. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Billy. But, um, yeah, you know, but you know what? I think, I mean, I take that back. Like, you know, I think me, me performing with other professionals in, I think I did this play back in 2012. I did Last the, Last of the Mohegans, back in 2012 in upstate New York in Lake George. That was rewarding, mm-hmm. I must say. That was rewarding. Me, partaking in a live performance outdoors, you know, where where people are are we're entertain, entertaining people in, in the outdoors and just you know being you know just performing and being and being outdoors and just yeah that was rewarding me me performing last of the mohegans back in 2012 in lake george that was rewarding
4: you know gotcha
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think as an artist, and I mean, again, that's just from different areas, whether it is as an actor or a filmmaker or a painter or a singer, I think there'll be so many different points in your career that you'll find rewarding that in different phases of your life, you'll always view something else as the most rewarding. So it's not weird at all that you had issues with that. I think it's something that just comes with time. So yeah, just aside from- Right,
3: absolutely.
0: Yep, for sure. And yeah, aside yeah. from delivery, I think in terms of acting, timing is an important aspect. And so with that said, I want to play a quick game. And so I'm going to name three actors, okay. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. three actresses, and three musical artists. Mm-hmm. And so when I say their name, you have three seconds to tell me a TV show or a film they starred in. And if it's a music artist, you have three seconds to tell me a song of theirs. Are you ready?
2: Oh, boy. I'm ready.
0: All right. So I'm about to hit you with the first name. I got to pull up my timer because I'm not playing about these three seconds. All right. So first male actor, Denzel Washington.
2: Philadelphia.
0: Up too late. The timer went off. You missed it. <laughs> <laughs> you missed it. No points. <laughs> no points.
2: Aww
0: it's okay though Got eight more chances all right right. next male actor like the commercial says you got to be quicker than that all right so the next male actor morgan freeman glory boy you barely made it (laughs) i was just about to call it (laughs) i was just about to call it awesome What, what did you say again
2: I said glory.
0: Yep. Okay. Got to double check, making sure you're not just saying things, trying to cheat. Right, you. No, right, Gotcha. Right. But no, you got a no. point.
2: No, I'm, no, no. All right. Woo! One point for Chris. I'm like, <laughs> you got
0: one point. So right now, we do have a champion, okay? And they've got seven points out of the total nine. So right now, you're trying to beat the seven points. So you're trying to take the crown. So I'm going to need you to be ready. All right. All right. All right. So I'm about to restart it, and this is the last male actor. All right. So the name is Michael Ely. Barbershop. All right. You had it. It was, again, you were real close. You're real close to losing the time, but you got it. Another point. Awesome. Woo. All right. All right. So you finished the first round with two out of the three possible points. So you're doing good. The next round, we're going to shift to female actresses, okay? All right. So the first female actress, Gabrielle Union.
2: Bad Boys 2.
0: Okay. Got it. You had a little extra time on that one. You you were doing good. You were doing good. Cool, cool. (laughs) All right. So the second female actress. The name is Carrie Washington.
2: Django Unchained.
0: I'm trying to figure out if I should give it to you because the timer went off like right when you were going. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you because you were starting <laughs> the name before the timer went off. So I'll give you that point. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that point. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
2: Thank you. <laughs>
0: You're, welcome. You're welcome. All right. Last female actress. The name is Rosario Dawson. Rent. Right. <laughs> that was a quick one. That was a quick one. Mm-hmm. I thought that was gonna be like a trickier one that you would like hesitate with that one. But okay. Mm -hmm. I see you're a little fan of her. Cool. Points given. Oh, yeah. So you got everything in that round. So you're doing good. You have five points. You have five points. Right now, the champion, they have a title at seven points. So now we are moving into the musical artists. So when I say their name, you have to give me a name of their song. All right. First musical artist. Kendrick Lamar. Timer's Love's going to get you killed. Too late. Timer's ah! up. No points for you. None. Nope. All right. It's okay. You got two more chances, and you can either tie or it's unfortunately all right. Let's the see. other Let's person see. is going to take the crown. Huh?
2: Let's see. I'm ready. I'm ready.
0: All right. All right. So, here we go. The next musical artist, the name is Tony Braxton.
2: You're breaking my heart.
0: I'll give it to you. Not the correct title, Unbreak My Heart, but I'll give it to you because I knew what you were going for. There's time constraints, so I'll (laughs) give it to you. I'll I'll give it to you. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. The last one, the last musical artist. The name is Solange Knowles. Don't touch my hair. You got it. Boom. You're good. You're tied. So at least you did that. You got the tie. So you did good. Seven out of nine points. You can name things in three seconds or less. So shout out to you. Awesome. So I just want to just take this moment and just thank you for playing and appearing on the show today. And so before we go, is there anything you'd like to leave the audience with?
2: Yes. Um, see. Oh God. How much time do I have?
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, just give them a short, like one minute thing that you want them to remember.
2: Okay. So tomorrow, tomorrow,
0: Okay, remember, this is, gonna another, another remember. <laughs> this is going to air at another date. Remember. Oh,
2: okay. All right. yeah, this so, is
0: airing to October 11th. Right.
2: So, <laughs> so t- Tales. Okay, gotcha. So, it'll still be on there. So, for anyone that's listening, if they want to watch something scary and woke, watch Tales from DeVille on Fleely TV. www. Lee F-L-E-A, Lee, L-E-E, tv.com.
0: Awesome. Well, you heard it, folks. Check it out. Hey, everybody, stay tuned as we have one more interview in store for you as part of our creative series. The next guest has over 60 TV and film credits, including Degrassi. So just stay tuned as you're in for a treat. And we're back. Now we're joined by Suzanne Coy, who I'm incredibly excited to speak with. Welcome to the show.
4: Woo-hoo! Yeah, you could just call me Zan for short. I am so happy to be here. Yes.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Y'all don't even know. I just had a great session with her before we started this. But um, Zan, can you take a moment to just tell the audience a little bit about you?
4: Well, I am... conscious co-worker with the divine like we all are i am you know not the body not the mind not the emotions but i am soul and i'm here to serve all life and the way i'm choosing to do it is currently you know through uh being a griot being a divine storyteller and i i am passionate about being conscious being aware um having fun and learning through staying in the frequency of wise loving kindness
0: amazing and all that you've done to this point is so incredible that i don't even know where to start but one thing i found fascinating is that you've done stage work so just tell me a little bit about that
4: oh oh well Yes, I think all the world's a stage. And you know, I came to the stage, it was spiritual for me because I I started in high school and I didn't fit in. I was the only black girl in this small kind of racist town. And where you know, I was called nigger every day. And it's not until I found in grade nine the stage that I was like, Oh, oh, yeah, here's a place where I can play where I can, you know, um, express all my past lives and and just um, have fun learning because I think the stage is like the dream state, where you can mock up experiences that don't cost you. Right? I'd rather have a car accident in the dream than in real life. It's not as much as much wear and tear, but we get to explore, you know, the hero's journey, right? Which we're all on, and I think that's the essence of all story is. You know that human journey of evolving through hardship into being—you know—channels of divine love. So the stage for me is is just my first love. I remember doing for colored girls who have considered suicide, when the rainbow is enough, and and the effect. Of 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 how you know when when you get into that kind of poetry and that divine storytelling where you're changing the molecules in the air, you're you're being a channel for everybody to have an initiation into a greater understanding about love, and 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 I remember one woman coming up to me and almost almost pounding on me because she's like, I didn't know you were gonna put me through that. Because I was playing the lady in red, mm-hmm. whose kids get dropped out of the window, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that was something. That was the epitome. I think doing doing that was one of my 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 favorite shows that I that I've done. But I love the stage for that, for that that interaction you know between between the actor and the audience and being the real the real griot you know where where we're just um we're just it's a service to activate everyone to remember that we're all playing roles in life and we shouldn't take any of our parts too seriously and we should remember what the real journey is about
0: Absolutely. Thank you. And I can just like tell your passion just from your voice. Like it's just, it's just palpable. Like I love it. Awesome. So you've also done comedy work. So what would you say is the thing you love most about it?
4: Oh, I think that, uh, you know, you know, one of my friends told me, oh, you've got um, infinity, infinity laughter of the universe. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh that that means you come in the room and you know you don't even have to say anything people start laughing mm-hmm. but i think that we, we we've got to lighten up that when when we laugh we 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 you know we cure ourselves of of self-absorption and and fear and self-consciousness and and it's and 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 we you know, I used to teach people to laugh for no reason. And just that was part of my coaching and acting. You know, you just laugh on the vowel sounds.
1: Mm-hmm. And
4: I think that, you know, with comedy, you can accept deep truths. And my favorite kind of comedy, the, the personal one that I do is always to do with the dichotomy of here we are, these divine being soul. And then we have this little ego or this human consciousness and how funny it is when when we we mix up our true identity Mm -hmm. you know and we and we come in with this this arrogance i like to look at the arrogance of man like you know create a wonderful classroom here in, in 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 on earth where we're just you know creating dramas for our own involvement and it's always about understanding that dichotomy that we're you know soul that unit of awareness that consciousness that expresses itself as the virtues of wise loving kindness and tolerance and forgiveness and humility and contentment and gratitude and gentleness and giving true service through unconditional love and detachment and patience. Then on the other hand, we've got that false self, the ego, because we've let our creative imagination, which is our gift from God go Oh, create us, and so we've got this part that's always victim, entangled, arrogant, vain, greedy, lusting, fearing, blaming, whining, complaining, regretting, fer- fretting, taking, and worrying, and justifying anger. So we have any of those two viewpoints in any moment that's going to determine, you know, our our reality. But you know, as soul, we're always saying, "I'm the beloved of God." I'm God's love in action, let me embody the spiritual laws and like a rose radiate God's fragrance wherever I am. But then that starts a spiritual enema, right? And all the stuff comes up and all the habits and magnetic patterns from our experiences that have been burned into our emotional skin and all our beliefs and our fears, all that stuff comes up because it's exiting the system like, you know, when you press delete on your computer, but then we get stuck in it sometimes. And we're you know, mm-hmm. we don't just flush what we need to let go of. We're like, oh, it's coming up, all this shit. Oh my god, let me just get into it. No, you know, you should just flush it. But anyway, um, <laughs> so then my my I just leave you with this 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 funny idea that mm-hmm. when we get so arrogant, we're bossing God around, God's omnipresent, but we're telling God what to do, and that's how we pray. And so just tell the audience a little bit more about some of the sketches you've
0: created for your YouTube channel.
4: Yeah, so I'm, I'm just really um, working on, on creating sketches for my YouTube channel. And I have one um, where COVID, you know, go home, stay home. So mm-hmm. soul has to come back in the body for the first time that it abandoned. And in the body is all these personalities of all the different meridians. Mm-hmm. So the liver meridian is like a angry Jamaican you know, and 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 all these meridians are different personalities and different ethnic things that, you know that that relate to what those meridians are out of balance. So that's something
0: Gotcha. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. So let's talk Mission Bonita. I love the the premise of that show. So yeah, just tell the audience about it and your contributions. You're so excited. I can see
4: it. I am so excited because in these times with the shadow of fear looming to capture our creative imagination, now more than ever, it's time to decide where we place our divine attention and how we therefore shape the reality that we claim. So in such tumultuous times, with so many kids just glued to the screen and, and, and parents just freaking out about that addiction, I'm proud to be part of a brand that offers parents a wonderful option in this vast sea of streams. And Mission Benita provides creative solutions to problem solving while thoroughly entertaining young audiences with extraordinary characters that just seamlessly move between a fantasy world and everyday reality. And it's kind of like the magical school bus of emotional intelligence and mental health for kids. So the episode always starts with Miss Bonita, who's this wonderful you know, 17-year-old. She doesn't have all the answers, but she has a magical message box. And a kid from anywhere in the world can send her their problem. And then she doesn't know the answer, but she'll invite her host of magical characters to help solve the problem. And, um, you know, built in that is a process where kids understand, okay, if you have a problem, being able to talk about it is, is a step. Knowing you're not alone is a step. And, and using your creative imagination to come up with solutions so that you know, no matter what's going on, COVID, the cancellations, nothing, you can still do something right you can still change your attitude you can still empower your life in some way and so there's built-in mental health tools and um you know i play a kind of crazy character who she's kind of like the grandma auntie wisdom you know where she'll she'll make uh well actually give energy medicine tools and different things like when the evil king puts a spell of fear on everybody because he sees they're trying to do things to not be afraid of the virus then he puts a spell of fear and so everyone's under the spell of fear and you see how some some people go to sleep some people just are chattering their teeth and hiding under their table you know and my character is saying, hey, all we have to do is everybody laugh for no reason. And when we have enough laughs, that's going to break the spell of fear, you know? So the kids at home are actually laughing with Maymay the mystique to break the spell. So it has this participatory element. It's really fun, it's really entertaining, it, it moves fast. There's, there's funny, you know, sketch things in there like Momo, the, the mood reporter man. And he's sometimes the lawyer, and his number would be 1-800-you-can-help-yourself. And, mm-hmm. and he's also a game show host, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 a lot of, it's a lot of fun. And yet, it's got that Mr. Rogers message of um, safe place to, to um, learn about yourself and to learn how to deal with your emotions in a fun, creative way awesome thank you so i'm yeah i'm very happy to be executive producing and this this brand has so many iterations it's based on a successful book series children's book series called miss Benita and friends and yet there's also a broadway musical from her next book which is also a feature film you know and then we go into the community and um we do shows as well and then I'm also, we've got the web series, but I'm also uh, right now looking for a broadcaster so that this will also be a TV series, and that might happen uh, probably before the end of the year. That sounds
0: awesome. (laughs) For sure. Awesome. So my show has so many different purposes. And I think the most important for me is growth. And there are a lot of creatives in the world and there's so many who tune into the show. And so, like you mentioned, you're a sought after acting coach and you have so much experience. So for those looking to hone their craft, what are two acting tips, two writing tips and two directing tips you'd love to offer?
4: Wow. Okay. Well, you know, I kind of, I, I feel i want to invite everyone to be part of the new star system which is you know not based on the sometimes psychotic egoism of hollywood but where you know where the artist is sometimes the unbalanced individual that promotes greed on the planet and you know instead i think the new star system comes from indigenous cultures and where we're the griot you know the african griot or the shaman or the or the trickster or the you know the storyteller divine actor and There, you know, um, it's about being a conscious individual. So in order to act, you have to be able to be present. You have to have the radiance and live in the moment. You have to be embodied. You have to be grounded in being in your body. You have to have imagination and conscious awareness. You have to be flexible. You have to be disciplined. You have to be able to just be a channel for divine love and, and have humor, not take yourself too serious. And you have to have masterful listening. And you have to be able to be detached because and have gratitude because and patience because a lot of times, you know, actors are what they're being paid to suffer, right? So you have to know how to clear that out of your system and not take that on as well. So. I I think of it as a sacred path I think of it as a as a a service a community service and I'd say the two occupational hazards to watch out for are self-absorption and complaining you know complaining is 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 worse than sneezing in someone's face it really <laughs> You know what I mean? It's it, we've, we've got to stay in, in a place of gratitude. And then for writing, you know what, just do it. And if you think, if you're having writer's block, just start from create a character and let the character speak. Or, you know, don't let that, we need your stories. So don't let writer's block hold you back. Just talk on a tape recorder. There's so many you know, platforms now with YouTube and my goodness, Instagram, and you can get a story out there, even if you start with a meme, (laughs) you know, so for writing, just do it. You know what the, you know what the secret is? A friend of mine told me, get some bum glue, (laughs) sit your butt in the chair and write, (laughs) you know, and I think for directing, I think it's very important to be like a a tone holder to set a space me I want to work in an ego free film set so I want to just have everything be in a wonderful space so people can if they get out of balance there's ways and things to to rebalance I think communication in the with the actor is is um important but hiring a great team is is a big secret I think to directing and then you let everybody just do their job
0: I definitely agree about the butt glue because I think the biggest things for writers like they won't write so no I definitely agree that sure. hey that applies to me too I, I, I yeah just, definitely and everyone you know I mentioned earlier that I had a session with Suzanne before the show and I'm going to get into that right now she's an incredibly versatile dynamic individual and she's also an energy medicine practitioner so can you just tell the audience what energy medicine is
4: but energy medicine is going to be dealing with your root, the root causes of things. So, if you understand that we are energy beings, we are just a collection, and we're just a matrix of energy, and that I can influence my energy and my energy systems. There's in my in the system that I learned, we look at nine different energy systems. We look at your aura, we look at your chakras, we look at your meridian system, which is what all Chinese medicine is based on. We look at the grid, which is like the energy anatomy of, of your energy system. We, we look at the Celtic weave, which is how the body has these patterns of figure eights. Nothing is in a straight line, even in the helix of the DNA. You know, we look at the triple warmer, which is the fight, flight, freeze, appease meridian. We look at You know, the radiant circuits, which is the energy of light and joy in your body, which gets shut down with stress and with negative thinking. We look at all of those things. We look at the electrical system of the body and how, you know, having an electrical session can rebalance uh, your energy. And even just, so, so we're looking at all those things and how, because we're magnetic, If you have pain, you've got energy stuck in a meridian. So you can sedate that meridian and you can release that because we need to have flow. Energy needs to move, energy needs to flow. So our problems start when our energy starts not flowing. So Mm -hmm. we got to look at that. Well, what's going on? Why is the energy not flowing? Okay, all right. So maybe your kidney meridian is affected, maybe you need to increase your suckability. You need to, um, when I say increase your suckability, I mean, be able to suck up energy from the earth is alive and the earth is feeding us and the energy of the earth is nurturing us. But are we pulling that energy in? Are we pulling divine energy in, you know? And, and where where's the blocks? Where are we getting stuck? So there's so many different protocols that I've learned, you know, there's a protocol. If you're getting a cold, you know, you work with your large intestine and how things are connected, you know? Um, so what I, what I love about energy medicine is, it's a great way to diagnose what's going on. Let's check your alarm points. You know, how's, how's, which, which, which meridian is alarming. You know, you might, um, Uh, have had a digestion problem and your spleen alarm point is off and so what can you do to to help that system you know so there it's it's so deep it's so involved it's something i'm never going to stop learning i'm 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 looking at stuff every day with because she uh the person i learned from is donna eden so donna eden wrote a book which i highly recommend called energy medicine by Donna Eden. There she goes over the nine systems of energy, right? And if you go on YouTube, there's all kinds of free things. You can just type in Donna Eden daily energy routine. There's an 11 minute routine. You will rebalance all the systems in 11 minutes. And those things, you know, when it it gets the physical last, first it's a problem mentally, emotionally, you know, before it gets to the physical. So working with energy medicine, you're working with the root cause. And if you can change something internally, you can change it externally.
0: Awesome. So before we go, is there anything you'd like to leave the audience with?
4: Oh, yes. Tune in to Miss Bonita and Friends (laughs) YouTube channel and subscribe and like. We have four episodes you can watch on there and they're all, uh, you know, COVID related, very entertaining and deep at the same time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Y'all heard it. Make sure you check out those four episodes and please subscribe. So I just want to thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure.
4: Yes, it has. It's been it's been wonderful to chat with you and I look forward to talking to you in the future.
0: Absolutely. Y'all be on the lookout for that. All right. Mm -hmm. So that's a wrap, everybody. Just thank you for tuning in. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe to this show if you don't already and tell a friend. And as always, grow, glow and know, stay safe, take care of yourselves and I'll see you next week.